This is Sonia Nubis, the guitarist from Crypta and Cobra Spell, and you're listening to the interview Under Fire. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with a rising and talented Dutch guitarist in the world of heavy metal, Sonia Anubis. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today in IUF. Now, in case there are any listeners out there who don't know about my guest today, she is most previously known for playing in the Swiss heavy metal band Burning Witches before recently forming and joining a couple of other up-and-coming bands, such as the hard rock heavy metal band Cobra Spell, and the extreme metal band Crypta. And Sonia, I just want to say congratulations on all the well-deserved recognitions those two specific projects have been getting so far, especially with the new music recently from Cobra Spell and the new music coming out soon from Crypta, respectively. (laughs) So much to unravel about this important yet exciting time in your life. But before we get to that, all that and beyond, you know, we talked about it before the interview started. I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. It's a simple one, but how are you? considering what's been happening in our lives, how's life in Amsterdam right now? How have you been doing? Very uh, slow paced, actually, because of the pandemic. Everyone is inside and we have a curfew here. So it's been very slow paced, no concerts. I mean, throughout the whole world, we have this. Um, And I've been just giving my guitar lessons, writing music, doing my thing. So I'm good. I'm enjoying my slow paced time at home and uh, just working forward with everything that I can do that is not a concert in a, right. in a music feel. Yeah, yeah. Making, making the best of the situation, like I've said to all my guests, that's what we're doing right now. But, you know, let's wind the clock back here, Sony, if you don't mind, which is funny because it's daylight savings in yeah. Amsterdam. <laughs> let's wind the clock back here. But if you don't mind revisiting that time in your life from when you first picked up that bass guitar at age 14, surrounded by the influential sounds of the legendary band Kiss and other artists, pretty much just rounding out to why you play guitar today. Was there a defining moment that you can think of where you knew what you wanted to do with your life? Well, it's um, it was really when I became 14, indeed, as you said, that it was when all the music passion started, because before that, I, I was really not that much into music. So it was when I saw Kiss in, in YouTube videos playing live in their early uh, times, uh, it was very inspiring because they looked so cool on stage. They were having so much energy and the way the audience reacted to that, it was just a priceless, it, it just looks amazing to me. And I thought, I want to experience this too as a musician. I want to be on stage and feel like they are uh, feeling at least what I thought they were feeling, of course. And the only way to do that was, of course, to become a musician myself. And also because the music is is amazing. I I loved hard rock in the beginning. Um, Of course, I've been developing a lot of uh, crazier taste later on, but hard rock was my first um, passion. Uh, I mean, bands like Alice Cooper, Wasp, were those bands that really got me into it. And um, yeah, so I chose for the bass, firstly, because I thought Gene Simmons was a very cool showman and bass player. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw he played like this crazy slides on the bass. You know, the, when you slide yeah, a yeah. bass, it's totally different than the guitar. It sounds like more more deep sounding and long. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. I want to I want to do that. And when I had a bass for the first time, I, I, I could try it for the first time this Slime was like, wow, this is just amazing. I don't regret it at all. <laughs> Man, that's yeah, cool. That's- so so I, I wonder, like, well, 
your exposure to like just the hard rock scene was it was it your friends who gave you that outlet was it your parents who like hey check this out or how did no. you <laughs> how was it like did you just sit I down didn't... and like just started discovering things on the internet like how did that even come about I had no friends or family at all that were into this style of music so YouTube was my best friend as it comes to this I can kind relate of music. to that <laughs> <laughs> I was just nerding out on YouTube finding a lot of different videos live uh, obscure videos of Kiss because I was just extremely obsessed with the band every every single footage I just wanted to see it and uh, yeah from there I developed every time a little bit more extreme taste to the point that I uh, discovered bands such as Megadeth and Anthrax you know the, the big four of thrash metal of course. Um, which really got me into the more heavier side of music because I thought hard rock was heavy. I thought that was the heaviest thing that existed because I didn't know the existence of metal. So bands such as Metallica. And I started really getting into Megadeth as the one of the bands that I really got obsessed with. And that made me think, oh, actually, I'm kind of limited as a bass player because I cannot play uh, those very cool solos that I hear on the Megadeth songs. So I'll, ha- I'll have to just pick up the guitar this time then. So I... I um, yeah, I started additionally playing the guitar too. And uh, yeah, that, this is kind of how it went. And uh, I've actually always been mainly a bass player until the last three, uh, three years or four years right. when I joined Burning Witches. That's the first actual band where I got to be um, a, a real guitarist in a band. Yeah. yeah and you also mentioned how, the, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Hangar 18. Is that the song that really oh, had that, yes. had that, crazy and i mean i mean hangar 18 is a classic but but knowing that that actually influenced someone like you to pick up the guitar i think that just shows how much of an impact just one song can have on a person and now here you are, here you are right. today doing what you do now you know being away from the stage a lot as of late i know we talked about your upbringings but how are you keeping up your guitar chops these days? Also your vocals. I know you sing. I know you don't sing as much <laughs> in public, but how is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for your routine wise lately, if at all? And we can date it back from last March when the pandemic yeah. first came into the scene. I don't know about you, but I was at a concert every week before this whole shutdown yeah. happened. And uh, it's been almost a year removed from the whole experience. But uh, how have you been lately as far as like the mu- musician side of things? Like, how are you keeping everything Actually, up? Yeah. Um, I've been staying very busy anyway, so mm-hmm. I thought maybe in the pandemic I hear a lot of stories of people that they don't know what to do with their time, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have I've had trouble finding time to do everything I want to do. But um, sorry, what was the question? No, 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 no. It's <laughs> like as far as because we're talking about what you're doing to stay busy nowadays, you uh-huh. know, because it's easy for a musician to you know because the live concert experience is what's that's what makes a, what heavy metal is right now uh-huh, we're home, yes. So I got to find a lot more of structure um, because I'm so on my own here that I really need, I have a blank mind and it feels like there is not a lot of um, traveling that I have to think about. I'm just at home. I can put it in my agenda. What things I have to do, I have to do them all at home. So it's easy for me. Um, So I got to practice a lot. Uh, I have a daily schedule of, of practice and it's all, I'm a very planner, planner person. So I have a to-do list for myself that I have to keep up. So I, I love living in this way. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about you. Like when the first pandemic first hit, you know, the first couple of months I was thinking to myself, this is great. I get to stay home and I get to 
catch up on all the things I missed. You know, I can clean this, you know, fix this around yeah. the house. But then like after like three, four months, I'm like, oh, no, I need to I need to figure out what I have to what else I have to do with my life. You know, I can't just yeah. be lazy, which was fun. I don't I'm not saying being lazy yeah. isn't fun. It's fun sometimes, but you have to be productive. And speaking of productive, you know, it hasn't even been 10 years for you yet into this profession of yours. And you know, whether it's with Burning Witches or uh, I want to mention Dimension, uh, Ecocide, oh, Shade of Hatred, Sephiroth. <laughs> we could even, that list goes on yeah, for everything so else even involved. <laughs> but I wanted to ask, you know, Sonia, how was the touring life for you personally? Because you've already done some extensive touring throughout your career already. You know, you've played at Vakken, you played at Obscene Extreme, Summer Breeze, Bang Your Head. And now we've all been taking an unexpected step back. And does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Oh, I definitely love touring and concerts is my favorite part about being a musician because that's the main reason why I wanted to be, become a musician is to have the feeling of playing in front of an audience and interchange of energy. I, I, that's the, the thing that I live for, actually. That's what, I, what I'm working towards to, actually. And all the work that I'm doing in the pandemic right now is just writing music, practicing, just to be ready for when that moment comes that I will be able to get on stage. So uh, touring is such an important thing about being a musician. And I definitely miss it. I definitely miss it. It's, it's my favorite thing, but I'm sure it's going to happen a lot with, with, with these new bands that I am in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's always different things that you kind of recall when you're now that we're home. It's like, because what makes touring amazing, it could be either the food or the culture or the fans. There's so <laughs> many things to make about, make, make touring what it is, the, you know, just the lifestyle of traveling the world and playing the music that you love. So let me ask you this, Sonia, with the amount of experience you've taken in throughout your career, the bands that you've played with, the musicians you've collaborated with, the fans you've met, you've seen this for the last year. A lot of bands have been doing it is live streaming. So yeah. a lot of the bands, what they do, they're taking on the stage. Like usually this interview would be in person, but now with the whole situation, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're doing what we're doing. But we've had bands like August Burns Red on the show. We've had bands like Insomnium, Lamb of God, and they talked about their live experience on how they did it. You know, Behemoth did it as well. There's a few more coming out in the next couple of weeks, but I want to round it out to this question is, do you think that the quarantined induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these bands and artists, musicians, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward uh, through your eyes? Like, do you still see bands, I don't know, doing something like this, even after all this is over? Oh, actually not at all, mm. honestly. The, the feeling is completely different. Um, people go to a live show to see people, to see the band, you know, definitely to go see the band. <laughs> but also it's like a social, um, a way to, to, to go out. You know, some people go out to, to, the, to the- Clubs know, or bars, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they go, there's a lot of different places to go out. And, and, you know, people that like music, they go to concerts. And that's definitely my own, my way to go out was to go to a concert and see a band and see my friends mm -hmm. and <clears throat> talk about anything, you know. So um, I think that this is something extremely valuable. We, as, as people, we really need social contact. I think that's something we need. And that's why I can't, we cannot compare it um, with a live stream because then you're just on your own at home watching a band, which can be very cool because it's the same feeling as watching a video on YouTube. Yeah, but you can mosh in your own room if you want, right? But how much longer can yeah. you do it for? <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 not the same as going to a live concert and, and seeing the actual musician in front of you, physically in front of you, performing and feeling the, the, the decibels and, 
yeah the whole the, vibe, the atmosphere the smell yeah. of the concert the smell of beer and the smell of of sweat and that that's something you cannot you cannot experience that on a, on, a, on a live stream no no definitely not and uh i i remember that uh, i'll tell you what i did last summer this is my first time i ever did this so uh, i don't know if i'll maybe i'll do it again but a friend of mine had i don't know if you knew about this so metallica did this live streaming event just for one weekend here in the states i think mm-hmm. it was around august and a friend of mine here uh, uh he had an extra ticket dallas sold out immediately just wow. like that i've never been a metallica concert i know it's weird coming from someone like me this is my <laughs> first ever metallica like concert event and i went there and it was just packed it, like here in texas you know it was in like a uh, it was like at a drive-in like a theater out outdoor theater and it was just cars that were packed and it was crazy like i mean the turnout was great it felt like a festival it felt like a show and What's the most popular thing we hear at a metal show? Hey, let me see those horns, right? And you see just a sea of horns, fans doing this, and right, you get that yeah. adrenaline rush in your body, that those goosebumps. So instead, what do we get? Uh, three days grace open, right? So they're like, hey, let me hear you honk your horns. So if you roll your window down, you just hear cars honking this inside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unique the way you to uh, different ways to look at it, but it made oh, me miss. Right. And that's something I haven't seen. Yeah. Before. It's uh, um, yeah. I think I also think beyond the black did it. Jennifer Hobbin did something like that. Crazy. I, I remember I, they did. I like that idea though. It's not it's, the same as the show. No, but obviously not, but it, it's it a lot just, closer than, than a live stream. Very true. Least, and it did, opinion. it did make yeah. me miss the live experience even more. I'm like, man, if you would have told me I'd be seeing Metallica during a pandemic, like two or yeah. three years ago, I'd be thinking you're crazy, but here I am doing no, what i'm doing I, I do think it's a very good idea though still what, mm-hmm. what can you do in such a difficult time where bands cannot perform well it's it's a good way to uh still you know as band perform and promote yourself and be out stay out there you know it's, it's a way to to uh keep keep on going as right as band. so yeah. i appreciate that and it's a it's a way for fans to still have a little bit of the feeling of the, the bands is not stopping or you know it's that i don't know how to explain it it's no like, no it's, it's I, no football, I, you know? yeah i understand yeah. what you're saying and there's no right or wrong answer to what you just said because i've had so many uh talented musicians like yourself on the show and they said different things they're like oh yeah i would love to do live streaming it still allows me a chance to engage to my fans and some artists would say oh i'm not doing anything until all this is over so <laughs> there's always that uncertainty going forward but you know here in texas they open things back up so i'm actually kind of nervous because I, we may expect another rise in like the cases here in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, they're still doing social distancing shows and stuff like that, but still at a heavy metal show, everybody's just clumped up together. And it, that's yeah, what, that's imagine. what makes it, that's what makes it uh, stand out from any other genres out there. Yeah. Um, now something I do want to talk about that you talked about that you've been busy with. You're also a YouTube content creator. You've built such a that's true. strong that's true. community amongst your fans and followers with the creative videos you put out. You also have a Patreon where you let the followers and supporters take a deep dive with you and see what you have been working on behind the scenes and everything that you do. How, you know, how has that helped you get through this time as well? Cause you know, you talked about guitar lessons. You, you also have web developer, you do coding when not playing music, but yeah. <laughs> not I'm, anymore I, okay okay <laughs> well, so i actually am actually i'm right now but yeah okay okay so so it, you have been staying busy <laughs> with that as well but uh what i want to talk about is has this pandemic has it opened up new things for you personally and artistically that you may have not known before about yourself um well i since i'm a very busy person as it comes from music i've only been doing music stuff yeah um so 
everything that is artistic for me, I discover in the in the field of music. Uh, so recently, I've been singing a lot, uh, recording my own vocals. Yeah, you know, I mentioned that earlier. Coming from a guitarist. Um, yeah, Not crazy I'm, at all. I think that's great. <laughs> I, I just love singing a lot because I, I, when I write my own solos, I actually firstly sing them and then I play them because that's my approach to, to get melodies. So, um, yeah, I, I thought recording myself would be fun. And I also really enjoy, um, you know, coming up with harmonies and um, also playing with synthesizers is something I really enjoy doing at home and just for my own pleasure so yeah those those are some things that i that i've been enjoying to do and aside of that i'm just writing a lot of music and having a lot of ideas and who, who knows if it's ever gonna be be brought out because unfortunately sometimes the music doesn't fit in any of the bands that i play in so it's like oh i'm making it and then i don't know what to do with it so it stays in my computer for forever yeah and, <laughs> but and it's, it's fun it's fun uh, though so that would make sense to put your stuff out there on youtube and patreon to actually you have an outlet yeah, for your music and people can see a different side of you, the fans. So I think that's oh, amazing. I think yeah. continue to do what you do because it shows it really rounds out the individual, the musician to who they are today. Um, I know we talked about everything from head to toe. Let's talk about these new bands, Cobra Spell and Crypta. Now I see some, I think bass guitars or guitars behind you. Do you have the Raven Warrior or the Raven Warrior Commander in Chief with you? Oh, any chance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, uh, let me see. Actually, oh, I those have are some of your. There you, to show go. you This is my first bass ever, actually. I have it oh right here. Oh my gosh! When did you? When did you get I that? It. I got it as a gift for my birthday. So it's it's like this is the real first instrument. So this is so you just kept it just playing. for you kept it just for yourself for as like a yeah. Like a, it's, as, a little, as, it's a little bit mistreated though. It doesn't have any electronics that's okay i think it shows it shows it shows kind of shows where you came from you know like hey this is where i started and this is where i am right now and then yeah there we go that's a jackson i know you love the jackson that's like your go-to yeah Yeah. that is a beautiful guitar so that's one i really love yeah Yeah. that's i wanted to see that in like just i don't know in person but it's so used you can see that here yeah yeah wow yeah i love it it's I am uh, very uh, happy of Jackson and their Raven uh, Warrior. So all yeah. the Warrior guitars, I'm just very obsessed with it. I, I could go on talking about it for, for hours. I don't want to bother you with it. No, no, no. I would love to talk about it as, <laughs> as much as I can. Obviously, if there ever comes a time we get to do this interview in person here in the States, we'll we'll get to that definitely because I know how much those guitars mean so much to you. It's like your touring touring buddies, you know, that's you can't go with on, with, on without it. So uh, so anyway, what I want what I want to talk about is is uh, Cobra Spell, which is a heavy metal hard rock band, which was formed by you and your boyfriend Sebastian Silva, who who also That's plays true. guitar. You know? And Sebastian, uh, he plays in bands in you know, like Lucifer's Child, Silver Talon, Idle Hands, Leather Bitch, just to name a few. Um, talk about him. I'm sure there's a sense of comfortability in the studio for you, knowing that Sebastian is in the same band for you uh, with with you, as it feels like the chemistry just clicks once the amps are plugged in. It's right? Just amazing. It's just amazing the connection, not just because we are boyfriend girlfriend, but um, we are very similar taste and we can understand each other very easily when it comes to making music. And uh, he is kind of the same person as I am when it comes when it comes to being a musician. He's really outspoken and he shows his emotions very well. I'm that kind of person too. That's good. So, it kind of cancels each other out. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are super like uh, moving around and yeah, that's that's a very 
um, nice connection that I really like. And I thought, okay, we have to really make a band out of this. So uh, that we had that idea two years ago, I think already. It's been a while. Um, and yeah, so then we started writing music in a very slow pace because uh, I had my own band and he is in his own band. Um, you said uh, Idle Hands right now, they called Unto Others. Unto Others, okay. Yeah, that's their I had no name. idea. <laughs> no, but they're doing insanely good. Uh, they have a lot of awesome, uh, awesome things going on. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy for them. And I'm super happy to be working with my uh, boyfriend and awesome band members in Cobra Spell. Yeah. And people who don't know, Cobra Spell also released that Love Venom EP that came out September. It came it out September? in September. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it, uh, I was going to say, it reminded me of bands. Like when I heard that EP, it re- reminded me of bands like uh, Wasp and uh, Quiet Riot, Striker, just, oh, yeah. just a few of that. You know, well, I, yeah. I, I wonder, I'm sure the the recording and writing process, it was easy for you, like as far as like coming together and writing music. I don't know if, did you write it during the pandemic? Was it before the pandemic? Like, like how did that well, even come about? So how, how music in Cobra Spall is written, mm-hmm. uh, this was written right exactly before the pandemic, but recorded during the pandemic. Um, I write all the compositions and uh, my boyfriend uh, writes all the lyrics. So that's the way we um, work in this. And this is, the, we found the ideal way of doing this. And uh, yeah, this is, for us, the EP was like, like try out to see if it really worked, if, if, if the sound- Oh, it worked, trust me. Really working. <laughs> and, I, and now I feel very confident. So um, we already have the whole album finished that's coming next. And uh, we just have to get the demos and make the demos and, everything and i think it's only about to get better so how much can you tell me about that upcoming release i know i probably have to keep it on the download so, i guess <laughs> that's gonna for cover spot it's gonna take a while because we are just finished with writing everything mm-hmm. so there's a lot of still to do we, we have to work on the demos and everything so i'm not i cannot say much yet because that's okay that's gonna, okay that, that it just, might it might be this year it might be the next one even though for crypto we we are actually very close to coming with a with the first single which is gonna be announced maybe tomorrow oh my god <laughs> okay now having said that uh, but i cannot say much yet <laughs> that's okay that's okay uh yeah. recently formed crypta which is you know old school death metal sounding band and the formation technically began back in the 2018 tour when you were with burning witches and you guys were touring with nervosa and you and the members of nervosa at that time kept in touch uh, was it Fernanda Lira and uh, Luana Demeto, right? And yes. We, we yeah. Saw so, a... talk about how that finally rounded up into what is now Crypta. You know, and what is it like, like the relationship you have with those with those girls? Well, it was like in, uh, the way that the band started is um, Fernanda and Luana wanted to st- to start a new project, mm-hmm. and we were all in our own band still. And um, yes, yeah, so we thought, okay, we need a new side project. And in the style a little bit of death metal, I thought, okay, I actually, I'm interested. And I'm, I was actually very honored to, to be uh, invited in such a project, you know, because I looked up to the girls of Nervosa a lot. So, um, yeah, um, from there, we started writing together in a very slow pace. And, uh, yeah, that's how, kind of how it went. And then we thought, okay, maybe a second guitarist would be cool. And that's how Taina uh, entered the band. Right. And, yeah, we have taken everything in our own pace. So um, at the end, we finally got the album finished over a half year ago or something like that. And then we have been in the studio uh, beginning of this year, um, actually in January, yes, uh, where I had to fly to Brazil. So <laughs> I've been traveling still in this pandemic. 
and uh, we have been at the studio, recorded everything, and uh, it's delivered to the label now. So everything is just uh, about to come. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk about Napalm, because Napalm Records, that's who you're signed with. What is it like signing with such a Nordworthy label like Napalm Records? Because we've we've interviewed so many Napalm mm-hmm. artists already. Like, what is it like? It's an absolute honor, honestly. I mean, for a band that is new, mm-hmm. I... I it's something awesome, you know, because you don't expect that the label finally has interest in a band that doesn't have released any music yet. So the trust that they put on us is something very valuable for us because um, a label can help us a lot to become a lot bigger band and tour around and get our music distributed throughout the world. So it, it means a lot to us. Yeah, and uh, uh, you have a few uh, studio session clips out now on YouTube and uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I urge the fans to really check that out because that's that's uh i mean a taste of things to come that's exactly right. what you want to hear and oh, of course yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just a fan out of millions but i'm excited to see you know just there's a lot of good things coming up for you it's nice to have things like that to look forward to so yeah and there's crit- so many things that i can't share yet it's so frustrating <laughs> I, I i i'm waiting for a moment that that's I can a good share. thing that's a good thing maybe, now yeah now, now with these with these albums that you you're working on you know you've done a couple you know uh, a couple albums with Burning Witch as well. You have that new Cobra Spell EP. Do you ever see your albums, you know, Sonia, as or singles as snapshots of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Um, how do you mean? Like, let's say you put on an album and then when you look back on it, it's like, okay, this this album summed up a chapter in my life that I can look back on. Like, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I see it more like in bands that I was in. This was the chapter when I was in a lot of Death Metal Bands as bass player. (laughs) (laughs) I had that chapter and then I had the Burning Witches chapter. Um, And yeah, I kind of see it like chapters, but it's, um, I never look at it back with any regret or anything. I Mm -hmm. I actually look at it back just how it should have been because otherwise I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I I am thankful that I've had um, so far the musical chances that I've had. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Having said that, you know, you also said you also mentioned this a few times is that uh, how you describe yourself as an edgy person and attitude is something that is <laughs> very important to you, which which I love. I think it's great. And, you know, you, you give guitar lessons at the same time, you know, being young, being a woman, let alone in a genre where the male is the dominant entity. Of course, there are up and coming female artists coming up in heavy metal, which are just great. What advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps, you know, especially, you know, younger girls of this generation? To just follow your feeling and do whatever pleases you, you know, um, yeah. something that I have a hard time with uh, when I was starting is um, caring too much about what other voices would say, you know, what other people had to say about it. Oh, you don't have to do music because that won't get you far. You know, th- this kind of um, they don't these voices don't help to become a better person. So um, I would say just keep working on your dream, um, schedule yourself some practice, um, give yourself some free time and enjoy and do it out of your passion, not because someone says you to do so. And uh, yeah, I I, I know it's a little bit hard to say. (laughs) That's okay. Because I mean, that (laughs) that serves as an answer because I think it's, I think it's important one because, you know, you are, I mean, you are already making a lot of, um, you're making just a, a big positive impact in the metal community already with the fans and followers, especially with the Patreon. I think it's the best to follow the, the fans the that you've been with. Yeah. 
to follow the feeling, follow your intuition and as a musician and be sure that you're really doing what you like, you know, because I know a lot of people choose because they feel peer pressure of wanting to um, deliver something good, uh, deliver as a being a good musician. I don't know if this is, makes sense. It makes sense. And, they, and yeah, so make what your heart asks you. So if you want to make death metal, then make death metal, even if it's not uh, the most known genre, just do it. Because yeah. it makes you happy, and that—that's what I would like to share. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, we are metalheads because we're not here to be famous. We're here because we love to do what we love to do. You know, we have a yeah, passion exactly. for what we do, and right, I, I'm and gonna... that's what will get you far. Because if yeah. you put passion on your on your music, that will be that's art. When you don't put passion on your music, that won't be art. It will just be work, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I might have been changing a lot of events in the past because I didn't feel, oh, this is not the Sony I want to be yet. Yeah? So yeah. I had to change and then find my own place where I did feel like, okay, here I can deliver my art in a way that I'm proud of it. So that, that's kind of the, the advice. Yeah. Now I want to throw a few names at you. I know they mean a lot to you, these names. Okay. <laughs> Tony McAlpine. Uh, oh, Amy yeah, Malmstein, yeah. Ma- uh, Marty Friedman, uh, Akira Tagasaki, Jason Becker, Ace Freely. Ooh. All those guitars, you know, you mentioned your 10 favorite guitars. And uh, for people who don't know, that list that I just called out, that's the majority of that list. Now, here's the thing about these guitarists. They left a legacy for a lot of people after them, you know, the generation after them, especially for people like you. Has that ever crossed your mind? Is leaving a legacy something that's important to you? Like, is that something you want to carry over into the next generation of musicians? Um, My goal as a musician is to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And to inspire people to also um, feel the joy of music. That's my actually my goal. It, it sounds weird because I'm actually a musician to please others, maybe, which is something not that at all. That's, that's, that, that's does not sound weird kind at of all. Contradicts totally my good. way yeah. of living, <laughs> but it's what makes me happy. Is someone seeing people happy about music, and it means a lot to me. Um, so, if I ever die and people remember me i never really actually thought about it that, and that's, I don't that's, want to think that's okay about yeah yeah because but, uh, it, I, I i don't mean to interrupt you there but i was gonna say like all these all these musicians that i in those amazing guitarists they never just, died they, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm already thinking so much in forward but yeah they left they they they're leaving a legacy a lot of them yeah. i mean yeah and I never know if I will ever be good enough to to do what they did because what they did is just something so amazing in my eyes. Um, I cannot compare to any of those, and I wouldn't want to be compared because I'm I'm Sony Anubis, and they are who they are, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to be the person I, I want to be. I want to be the musician that I want to become, which is finding my own sound. And um, yeah, so that's that's my goal, and I hope. Um, it makes people happy. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever had a chance to shred with Tony McAlpine yet? Oh, I cannot talk about that yet, but maybe it might happen in the future. <laughs> okay. Fingers crossed for that one. Cause that is something, I, I mean, that is something to behold. Cause I know how much you look up to him and that would make a really great deal. Just kind of just completing the circle. Um, anyway, awesome. anyway, we could talk about forever <laughs> on those, on those other guitars, you know, David Davidson and Greg Howard, a few of the others, oh. Michael Romeo. Um, now from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we have discussed about so far, whether it's, you know, starting in this journey from age 14, playing in notable festivals like Bakken 
or obscene extreme uh, uh forming cobra spell you know crypta playing in burning witches uh the endorsements you have with the with freaking uh jackson guitars emg pickups Dario, uh evh you know the guitar lessons that you give to you know your followers and the people who you influence and lastly the bond you have formed with your dedicated and growing fan base sonia you're only 22 but you've experienced so much in so little time in your career already have your <laughs> it almost makes that. me emotional <laughs> well, well well think about this for a second because i'm running out of to this question have your aspirations as a person or an artist have they changed or evolved since when you first started playing in the industry like do you see oh, things really differently have. now they really have because as crazy as it might sound i thought my the dreams that i had were impossible to reach i thought being a musician on top of the stage was already a very big dream that i had that i didn't know if it would ever happen and i was on stage like well this is real it's real you played on vodka i'm just i mean that's and that's then, like that's yeah, like that's, that's like bucket list stuff too. that was one of my dreams too i remember being in dimension the band that you named which was my first metal band ever and we were talking about oh imagine we're gonna play everything walking oh yeah we're gonna make that happen yeah we're gonna play there and we're gonna play in the main stage and then um yes years ago uh, later um i got to have the chance to play in walking and that was something i never expected would happen in such a short time i, I it was like just uh close eyes open eyes and i'm like you know in walking i'm like wow this is unbelievable and now i have to think about the next um the next achievement and um yeah that's that's keeps me going that keep, keep yeah. that keeps me going yeah. i have so many dreams um and sometimes i i um i'm the kind of person that is not gonna say oh it's uh, it's impossible i'm not gonna do it i always have very unreal uh, realistic dreams I, I still have the dream that i'm ever gonna play with kiss even though i never know if that's gonna be possible but i'm still believing it will happen and i think that power of believing that it's gonna happen got me to where i'm at that because I, I i don't believe it something is impossible yeah that's a definitely that's that's the approach you got to take to everything in life and it's easier said than done you can just i think it's easy because the more successful you are and i, I don't speak for everybody but i feel like because uh, uh, i've i've had friends who are musicians who, who've been successful my mom's a music yeah. artist you know so she's a singer so i think yeah. it's easy to lose track of yourself the more successful you are it's important to like just kind of just push everything back and kind of just take a look at it from the outside and just, just exhale and then go back in, you know, with the with the mindset that kind of it's important to refocus because you've been busy, right. Sonia. That that's that's the whole point of this. And now it's yeah. just, you know. I'm I'm just extremely thankful that I've uh, have been able to experience so many great things and being part of so many concerts and bands and um it just makes me a very happy person <laughs> yeah and uh I, I know we got just a few minutes left here but i'm gonna leave something off with uh, a, a fun a fun topic here i know you did talk about your uh favorite album sometimes you you mentioned two horror movies which is the shining which i love oh, uh, and oh, it yeah. follows and you mentioned like horror movies so usually i ask my guests like hey what are your top five favorite um albums or, or music but what are your top five favorite movies? And if you want to talk about the horror genre, you can. But from the top of your head, Sonia. So movies that are not horror. Okay. Right? Okay. It, they don't have to be oh, horror. That's, they can a, be that's a very good question. But I am so much into horror and and 
uh, crime that I only watch horror and crime. Yeah, movies. that's fine. So, so, so having said that, so yeah, but what, it's, are, the, it's what are the top five? What are the top it's, five you can think of? The top five. Oh, that's a hard one because I <laughs> if you can to... do top 10, that'll be great. But top five, I don't want to put you on the, oh, I, don't I really have that. to think about that. So I have the shining it follows. Um, I have some series that I really like, but I would really have to look at look it up because <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, I I always have an extremely hard time making choices just out of the blue. I would feel like, oh no, it's not fair that I cannot that I have to make a choice. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, that's that's okay. I, I think that just <laughs> I think that just shows that you have a you're gonna have to like sit down. And I I have a ton of movies in the corner of my room, which you know. Cool. It's it's because uh, I went to film school for three years, so like like now when when you talked about horror. And my favorite director is uh, one of my favorite directors are Guillermo del Toro. And then I got to oh, cool. I got to meet him and he got to he got to tell me about his his movies, how he liked to, you know, the way his he directed and everything else in between that rounds up to movies. But anyway, like I, I think yeah. it's I think it'd be really cool. I to- mean, there are so many that I can name, you know, a reanimator from beyond. Oh, wow. It's very like old school horror I- movies that I really like. But there are so many that I, I just feel like it's unfair put them in order and i will never do that <laughs> no that's okay that's okay i Maybe always we... look back to my videos where i made like uh, top 10 favorite albums and then i uh, a year later i totally disagreed with the order it changes right it. yeah yeah it changes over time yeah i'll have to delete that video because it doesn't <laughs> make sense anymore <laughs> <laughs> no i think you should leave it up just to shows it shows the growth in your just like yeah. what, what your interests are you know, I think it's a really cool way to look at your timeline from when you first started to where you are now right. but um Sonia this has been such an honor do you have any last words any shout outs anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as crypto or cobra spell your patreon or anything else in between for your fans and anyone who's listening well firstly I would like to thank you very much for inviting me to the interview and for awesome questions I loved it and for every single listener out there, thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah, so uh, with Crypta, I'm releasing a new album very soon. So I will just stay uh, tuned to the to the social channels, Crypta Death, and uh, to with Cobra Spell because we have a lot of new things coming up in the future too. And right. if you want to stay tuned to everything that I do as a musician myself. Well, my name is Tony Anubis, and uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Do you have and this? Do I, you have the Anubis? Uh, or you don't? Okay, I just saw your hand because you should you draw it on there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a ritual. It's a very important concept. Yeah, yeah. Ritual. yeah. And hopefully, you get to do that soon. That's uh, yeah. that's something that you take. And uh, yes, yeah, so I give guitar lessons. So if everyone is interested in sharing the joy of the guitar with me, feel free to hit me up with that. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much, everyone. Everyone who's listening, this is the talented Sonia Nubis. Um, she's gonna she's gonna pave the way in the heavy metal world. And please give her a follow on all the social links. Follow Crypto, follow Cobra Spell. And when the new music is out, see if you can buy the album because the artist can't do it without your help. And uh, make sure to follow her like on the social links, like she just mentioned. Sonia Nubis, you stay safe out there in Amsterdam, and uh, hopefully we'll see you here in the states sooner than later here in texas oh, i wish and I uh <laughs> we will trust me uh, that will that will <laughs> happen and don't forget you can listen to this podcast on any major podcast stream out there check us out on interview on fire.com i'll talk to you next time sonia you be safe all right
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.